Good morning. So again, this morning before the meditation, <coughs> uh, maybe I'll be talking a little bit about the practice. So have a, we have a whole full day of uh, practice in front of us. For some of us, it's going to be exciting. And for some of us, it's going to be daunting, <laughs> maybe. Um, be careful not to be um, fooled by your mind. If the day yesterday, for some reason, was difficult for you, it's not a guarantee that it will be today. And uh, it's very common for me to talk to people who say, like, oh, my God, you know, yesterday was awful, I wanted to go home, and now I love it, and... You know, so it's it's just it's very uncertain what's coming for us. We we don't know. But one thing uh, is certain is that we don't have to carry a whole day or a whole retreat on our back, and that's how we're fooled often in life. As we think we have to carry the whole month, you know, there's a, a month at work is going to be a rush, and and it's heavy because it's the whole month. But in this practice, what we clarify is that. There's only one moment, and it's gone as soon as we touch it. We can hardly touch it, and it's gone. You know, it's escaping all the time. And so, you know, you don't have to have the whole day on your back right now. It's if you do, it's an idea. It's an it's a creation of the mind. It's a generation of the mind. It doesn't exist except as a mind creation. The only thing that really exists is here now. You know this sitting here now when we get that precise about reality usually we find that it's actually bearable because it's just this it's just this here now just here now you know and that's one question that I would ask myself when things get difficult can that be okay right now? Whatever I'm feeling or sensing that is different, can that be okay? And usually the answer is yes, okay, just now. Don't ask me for even, uh, 10 more minutes of this, you know. But there's never 10 more minutes of this. It's, can it be okay now? Yeah. Yeah. And by doing this, there's a transformation of the re- re- relationship to what's happening. It's a relationship of kindness, of caring. You know, instead of a relationship of fear, and you know that adds a lot of stress and tension. So, can it be okay like this right now? It's a question that can could be with you today if it it feels appropriate. Uh, Maybe also I want to contextualize again. Uh, Often these retreats, and that's. Partly the the way they're designed is that there is um, it's um, in French we say a voyage initiatique it's a rite of passage or it's a, it is, there's something of that nature so often not all the time but there will be for some of us a kind of a going down in the underworld you know of doubt and despair and confusion and regret or things like this I mean hopefully not all of it but (laughs) some aspects of it you know who am I really what am I doing here you know there's a descent you know it's very uh, archetypal 
you know, that we go down and it doesn't stay like this. That's There's a kind of an arch where, and it might not be your experience. You might be seeing like, what is he talking about? It's been a breeze the whole weekend. It's so lovely here. <laughs> Good if it, it feels like this. It's very possible too. That's in the range of the possibilities. But if your experience has been difficult in the last few hours of being here, maybe you're at the right place. Maybe that's part of the of what you signed up for, maybe not knowing that you were going on the on the kind of a rite of passage where you can come back like uh, the great archetypes, they come back to their land with new vision, new mm, courage that they didn't even know they had, you know. And so we come back, but you're not there yet, maybe. So you have to, again, maybe trust a little bit the process if it feels like that. So one of the things that happen <coughs> when we're practicing is called vipassana meditation. Vipassana translate by, is translated by the word insight. So we, have, we get more clear about reality. We have a clearer vision of what is happening. And so sometimes what we call the first insight is the insight that I actually don't have so much control over the mind and it's not that easy being a human being, you know. It's kind of a shocking insight, you know. Like I, I have this image of a, you know, a person meditating on top of the Himalayas with a shawl and beautiful hair, and they're almost floating. But it looks, it looks really, you know, the skin, the complexion, and everything is perfect about them. They're meditating, you know, and so I might come to a meditation retreat and have a bit of that conditioning, that idea that it should be, you know, all breeze, you know. And then what do I discover? I have my first insight, is that my mind is a complex little thing. It's, and it's, uh, it's going in all kinds of directions. It's being, you know, oh, towards worry, towards rehashing, towards self-doubt, comparing. There's all these things that it might do. And so it's actually good to become aware of this. Okay, that's kind of a reality check, you know, like, okay, that's how the mind can behave, you know. But also, as we sit here, we discover the ways, the, the roads, the pathways uh, towards well-being. Because the mind is something extremely powerful. It can create a lot of trouble for us, but it can also uh, be an amazing uh, thing full of... Uh, it can be suffused with quietness. It can uh, take the form the shape of space, be spacious. It's kind of uh, extremely malleable. Maybe your experience right now is it's not malleable. It's like totally rigid and tight, you know. But the mind is a malleable thing. And the more uh, we practice and quiet the mind and attend again and again, we're, we're kind of, uh, it's almost like we're doing this to the mind. We're making it malleable. So much so that at some point one can be sitting here and, and just check the inner landscape and say, oh, it could be good if there was a little friendliness or kindness, and whoops, it appears, you know, because that's the mind is responsive. The Buddha said the mind is naturally responsive, naturally uh, 
luminous. It's because of visiting forces of confusion, of uh, old conditionings, that it's maybe is experienced as more as uh, murky or difficult to deal with, you know, and not so um, pliable, you know. But it is pliable. We'll find this for ourselves. And what I like also in the Buddhist teaching is that he would often say, listen guys, that's my translation from Pali. (laughs) (laughs) Listen guys, I would not teach this if it was not possible. I teach this because it's possible for human beings to do that. You know, it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, the guy taught for 45 years, 40 to 45 years, I always forget. And it's, you often say, like, if it was not possible, it would be just draining on my energy. It would be like, it would be like, you know, like being really, self-violent to actually teach for 40 years to something that is not doable, you know. I wouldn't do that to myself. I'd do it because because there's this possibility of slight understanding of caring coming in, kindness, compassion kicking in, you know, or appearing and being cultivated and clarity of mind and joy, appreciation all these beautiful qualities that, by the way, we have in ourselves you know Maybe I'm painting a very uh, difficult uh, portrait of uh, the inner scenery, but we have a lot going on, a lot of courage in ourselves, you know, a lot of uh, patience, honesty. And so the invitation again today is, to me, extremely simple. Very, very simple. What is happening right now? Not my ideas about it, not my analysis of it, not why it's there, why me, or why not this. Just what is happening right now? Extremely simple. It's very kind of primary in a way, so much so that we might miss it and complexify the the job, you know. What is happening right now? What is happening right now? Several answer. One of them is sitting is happening right now. There's a great um, author, uh, uh, Natalie Goldberg, who says, you know, if your problems seems more real than the fact that you're sitting, you have a problem. You know, maybe you want to <coughs> get into meditation. <laughs> And it's often like this, my desire, like my idea that I should find this in the meditation, or that it should feel like this, my ideas, seems more real than the fact that I'm sitting. So the coming back to the senses is like, what is happening right now? What is happening right now is that sitting is is happening. I want to discover the great something, you know is a, maybe a creation of the mind, because what is happening right now is sitting is happening right now, or hearing is happening right now. There was, a, at the time of the Buddha, apparently, there was um, um, a person who was... Um, 
just thinking that they were they were awake. And at some point, they found themselves in a conversation with this, somebody else who said, "Like, I, I actually think you're not exactly <laughs> awake." You know, and it was not arrogance. It was just probably they were having a good lot of good states of mind. You know, but anyway, they said, "But there's a guy, the Buddha. This one is supposed to be really awake. You should go and chat with him. You know, have a conversation with him because you might it might help you." So this uh, person just apparently walked from hundreds and hundreds of miles to find the Buddha, and when they found the Buddha, they said, uh, "Would you talk to me about?" this practice, you know, because apparently you know more than me, and it was a really genuine practitioner, you know. And the Buddha said, oh, uh, not not just now, because I'm going to, I eat one meal a day, and it's pretty much now, so I have to go in the village and for people to offer food, and then I'm not going to eat until tomorrow, so <coughs> let me do my alm, uh, alms rounds, and uh, we'll talk after and this person said, no, 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 you have to tell me now, because it's so important, you know, we, n- we never know what could happen. Like, tell me now, please. And the Buddha said, second time, said, no, please, let me go take care of this. After I'll talk to you. And he f- followed the Buddha and said, please, you have to. And so the Buddha s- gave this very short teaching to this uh, person. The Buddha said, uh, Bahia, that was the name of this person, Bahia, in the seeing, let there be only seeing. In hearing, let there be only hearing. In the sensing, let there be only sensing. And a few, maybe a couple of more words, but that's basically the teaching was that, you know, and then he left to do his, uh, go to get his food. And Bahia just got this, the simplicity of the teaching. And then, apparently, the story goes that uh, just a few minutes after, there was a mad bull that came and just ran over Bahia. <laughs> people, people were really sorry about this, but the Buddha said, no, the Bahia is really good to actually push the envelope <laughs> a bit because he actually totally got it. And his, his mind got totally freed when I told him this. Uh, he really got it. So he actually died after his awakening, you know. And uh, but this teaching I find is very uh, has a lot of beauty to it. It's extremely simple. In the seeing, let there be only seeing. So maybe we could take this as an instruction for today. Can there be justice? You know? Not the trying to hear better, walk better, breathe better. You know, figure everything out. Could we just be there in the seeing? Let there be only the seeing. This teaching has a lot of depth to it. Because there's also a teaching about not self, not taking things personally. That's basically what the teaching is. It's like the Buddha said after this something like, if there's no you there and no you over there there's not gonna not gonna be a you in the be- in between and this is freedom just this seeing is happening and we sit here and like my seeing is not the seeing i would want i would want a better seeing i wouldn't want to see what i'm seeing i would want to see something else or I w- 
my feeling is not the right feeling. I, I would want to feel something else. I would want to feel differently. You know, there's a lot of... And we let go of this, and just... It feels like this right now. This is life manifesting in its own terms. This is life manifesting. That's an amazing thing. Can that be okay? Can that be okay like this? There's a lot of love in this relationship, kind of relationship with life. So that's part of the invitation. <coughs> and maybe just this last little bit here is more technical around uh, physical difficulties the pain that we might feel as we sit. It's always okay if it gets overwhelming or too much to move. So you can do this. You can take your leg at some point and move it back. I said that yesterday. Nobody dared to stand up. But it's okay to stand up. Usually it it helps release the, the pain in the body. And you can still keep meditating. This is meditation. <coughs> being aware of the body standing, you know, being aware of the release of the strong sensation, the disappearance of the strong sensation, is meditation. Being aware of the mind that who loses its fear of what's going to happen, you know, calms down. Being aware of this is meditation. So you can do this. If you fall asleep, same thing. You can open the eyes straight up or yeah, stand up it's harder to fall asleep standing up the Buddha suggested it and he said if that doesn't work do meditation standing up by a cliff <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to help you stay awake <laughs> so that's some of the things we can do before moving if it's not overwhelming and there is difficult sensation we might be able or be interested in investigating. It means seeing mm-hmm. if I can come closer. Instead of like feeling it just a second and I don't want to feel this. See, like, is there enough energy and interest in the mind? Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. To come closer to the pain and say, what is this made of? Is this pulsing? Is this turning? Is this what is this actual thing? Is it solid or it's alive, dynamic? What's the rapport with it? What's the relationship with it? Do I fear it? Do I hate it? And then become aware of the Oh, there's two things. There's the actual sensation and there's the big fear around it. You know? So that's what we call investigation. Becoming very particularly curious about the sensations themselves and how we hold them, the relationship to them. I don't like, I don't want, I despise Oh, I'm curious about. Very different. Yeah. So that's things you can do. You can also try to see where this the strong sensation is not. Same thing if you have a strong emotion. Sometimes a strong emotion or a strong sensation seems like it's taking the whole space. There's only this in the universe. But maybe we can find, is there something else happening that is not noticed? Something neutral. So if your pain is in the neck, you might check what's happening with the toes. Are they there to 
oh, they're also part of reality. And maybe I can bring some balance by allowing other things to be known, other things than what is very intense. So it's not a denial, it's kind of a balancing. You're there too, and there might be something else. You know? The image I was using, uh, somebody earlier was, I was saying, it's a, imagine you're a school teacher, and there's a child, something happened, they're crying really loudly, and it's very intense for them, and you take care of them, and you're like, yes, my love, I'm here. And at some point, you might put your hand on their shoulder or on their hand and say, I'm here with you, I'm taking care of you. And this little one who's looking for the red pencil, you can say like, yes, it's just right there. You know, so you, this is also very important. A child is looking for a pink pencil, you know, or a red pencil. This is also part of the reality. And I'm there, I'm not denying that you're having a, a big, you know, meltdown here. You know, you're there too. And, and yes, yes, you can cut like this, you know, yes, you can take the scissors and yes, you can go to the bathroom, you know. And so attending to different things. So we can do this as we sit here. We can say, oh yeah, there's this big ache in the heart. And uh, there's also the breeze, the sound of the... <coughs> mm-hmm. An image that is used in the, in the text is the image of somebody who's uh, about to fall off a cliff and they're, they're uh, hanging just by a branch. And there's a little, um, a little mice that is uh, eating the branch. So they know they're actually going to fall, you know. They're just hanging like this, and there's a little branch, and then a mouse is, uh, is eating at the branch. And then in their crisis, they notice that there's a strawberry over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go, and they take the strawberry, and they really taste the strawberry, because that's also happening right now. <laughs> so if that's an image that talks to you, you can see... I mean, it's an image, it seems easy, it's not easy to do these things, but it might be inspiring to know that, oh, you know, I don't have to be caught totally in that mind state. Maybe there's something else I can, you know, is your earlobe in confusion, you know, in fear? Maybe not, maybe the earlobe doesn't have confusion or fear. And we can go and check, you know. And you might say, like, no, you don't understand. It's so dramatic what's happening. Yeah, but try just a little bit, you know, because that's also part of reality. And it can help balance things just a little bit. Okay? All right, so uh, find a posture that will um, be somewhat comfortable for you.
again, the fullness of your experience is uh, is welcomed here, is included in this practice. We don't have to feel everything and know everything, but just connect with one thing that is happening right now. start by just realizing, becoming aware that sitting is happening. There's a body sitting here. It feels like this. there's a particular mind state that is there maybe not maybe it's nothing is outstanding but it could be that something strong impatience or joy or ease strong mind state emotion feeling is there or even if it's not strong noticeable, just become aware of this. You can sense that. There's tenderness here. Or numbness. Disconnection. Disinterest. Or curiosity. Let this be known. And these things fluctuate. They intensify or morph, transform into something else sometimes. You might become aware that the hands are touching. something or each other. And the touch, the touching of the hands, let there be only the touching. If what's alive for you is the, or noticeable for you is the breathing, in the breathing, let there be only breathing. Very simple, immediate. Nothing to figure out, nothing to get out of, or to gain, or get rid of. Whatever you find, if you find tightness in the chest, contraction, let there be only this for a moment, 
or spaciousness, if that's what's there. If something else come in the foreground of your experience, then let that be totally known. In a way, let your attention become that event, that phenomena, that experience. Your consciousness takes the form of breathing, or it takes the form of hearing. the form of joy or quietness. Tingling. There's not one object of meditation that is better than the one you're with right now. You don't have to be aware of something else. Just this that presents itself. If you feel a little lost and you need to anchor your attention... Give it fully to the breathing process. Give it to hearing. And stay there. the mind is creating some problems, just become aware of this. This is what it's doing right now. See if you can come back to something immediate. Some sensations in the body somewhere.
there is a thinking in the mind, just become aware that thinking is happening. So not so much the content being lost and caught in the ideas themselves. Become aware of the process of thinking. Words or images are being produced or received. and become aware that thinking is happening.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.